Hi friends, my name is Diana Paquet and I am the host of The Diana Show. I am an adoptive step biological and dog mom of five, six if you include the dog. I'm married to the love of my life, Thomas, and together we're shepherding a four-year-old girl, three teenage girls, and a 19-year-old boy. It is a wild ride. Lots of eye-rolling, door-slamming, long conversations late at night, but you know what? Also lots of laughter and tons of joy. I really reached this place where I just want to chase some fun and learn new things and explore. And I'm just so curious. I just started roller skating again. What's up with that? I'm surrounded by real friends and I'm just in this good place. But even so, I still struggle with insecurity, worthiness, imposter syndrome, shame, and sometimes fear. So through my podcast, I'm chasing down stories of vulnerability, honesty, and tips and tricks on becoming a better version of a human. And I thank you for joining me on this journey. I'd love to hear from you if you ever want to connect. You can always find me at ms.dianapiquet on Instagram or email me at dianapiquet1 at gmail. And with that, on with the show. Hey friends, it's me, Diana Piquet. I am recording for you today about something that I'm so excited to share and something that I'm kind of embarrassed to share about and something that for somebody like me who's 50 years old with five kids seems like it's indulgent. I feel like it's a bit selfish. I feel like people will think I'm crazy. I know people think I'm crazy because people have already said so, but I have decided that I'm going to throw my hat in the ring and send in a video and try out to be on Survivor. Now, hear me out. I know all well and good. I've I've looked into it. It looks to me like they get a lot of applications. I know that the likelihood of them giving me a call is not great, but for somebody like me who has been a fan for 20 plus years to even make the video, it's taken me 20 years to work up the nerve and get into the place where I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. So I wanted to tell you guys about how I got to that place and my thinking about it and sort of why I feel like now is the time. And I hope you enjoy this episode. I think um, it's been brewing up in me for a long time and I just am excited to share about it. So I started watching Survivor right at the very beginning and it was about the time that I started my first salon. Now keep in mind the salons that I owned were always, for whatever reason, I always had the big multiple chair salons. Like I think the smallest salon I ever owned was a 16 chair salon. So in one of my salons, I think was like a 36 or maybe a 42 chair salon. So a lot of people, a lot of staff, a lot of personalities, a lot of just evolution of the business. And I always was struck by, and, and as a matter of fact, sometimes I used to go home to watch Survivor and I was like, I don't know if I can watch tonight because I already have so much anxiety about what's going on behind the scenes with takeovers in my salons. Um, and then you're watching like kind of the behind the scenes of what's going on on survivor and the backstabbing and the social game and the like, okay, if I take this step this way with this person and say this thing, then what will happen on this side? So I always felt like my career and I'm sure many people, you know, work in environments where it's like, wow, um, my, the, the livelihood 
my livelihood, my business really depends on what my social game's like. And am I kind to people? Am I welcoming people? Am I inclusive of people? Am I able to evolve my thoughts and become a bigger version of myself? Am I always willing to learn? Am I creating a salon culture? So without going into too much detail, because I'm, this isn't really about salon ownership, it's about survival. And I feel like for me, my job for 25 years owning salons was about survival. Um, and if anything has been taught to me over the last two years, uh, losing, I felt like there was a period of time where I was just pissed, like 12 months where I was like five kids, three bedroom house. I'm over it. My son lost his senior year. My daughters lost their, both my daughters actually lost their eighth grade graduation. Um, you know, my kids lost the ability to go to school for, our kids didn't go to school for 18 months around here. So it was a big loss. And it was also like, that's a lot to put like seven people in a three bedroom house 24 seven for a year. It's a lot. And dealing with their neuroses about like, I mean, is COVID going to kill us all? And I mean, it was scary and frightening and, and we had to evolve and become bigger and better and stronger versions of ourselves for our children and for ourselves as well. And for our marriage. So Along the same lines, right as COVID's hitting, we also have everything that popped up with the whole George Floyd thing. And that was an amaz- amazing time for observation and pain and growth and and beauty, really, because we got to observe firsthand as a society like some very, very rapid growth. And I know in our family, you know, we have all, we have one little one, but we have four teenagers and to see how everybody was taking in what was going on, um, socially. And for me as a 50 year old, you know, at the time I'm like 48 years old, but I'm realizing, wow, I really had a lot of privilege that I never even thought about. You know, I had financial privilege growing up that I lived in a steady, stable household and, 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 having Mia in our household who came out of the foster care system and dealt with food scarcity and, and poverty and addiction, she didn't deal with it, but her, her mother did. And that's why her mom ultimately lost custody of her. We, we understand, you know, how good we have it not to be in the clutches of addiction. But then I started realizing like, wow, you know, generational wealth. I I didn't even ever think about generational wealth. And the fact that, you know, if I have a friend who's African-American, which I do, and we compare our histories going back just two generations, like what her grandparents were able to give her parents and what my grandparents were able to give my parents, and therefore my parents were able to provide me, it's pretty amazing, you know, the difference. And, And so kind of diving into all of that really, really, got me some experiences that I don't think I ever would have gotten before. I, I was able to go down to our pier in Huntington beach and hold up a sign and say that I'm a, you know, I'm a Huntington beach longtime resident. I'm a mom of five. I'm a taxpayer. And I do believe that black lives matter and that we need some reform in some of these systems that are unfair to people of color. And by doing that, seeing some of, um, uh, not just friends, most of my friends were pretty accepting, but And some of them absolutely were not, but most of my friends were evolving as well. And it was great conversations. And anyway, the whole experience, uh, because I was wide open enough to go down there and do that, I ended up meeting these incredible people 
who really opened my eyes even further, told me books to read, told me situations that they've been through, what it was like to grow up in Orange County and be 1% of the population here and how that felt to be in a classroom where there's very few people that look like you and what it's like not to be represented in the media or um, in government or wherever. So I just felt like it was such a rapid amount of learning for someone who's way way middle-aged, right? Like I'm not just coming into middle age, I'm 50 years old now, but to see like, wow, I still have the capacity to learn. I guess I'm not such an old dog after all. Like I still really want to learn and grow. I want to be humbled. I want to have adventures and going into like life as shitty as the last two years were realizing like, this is my one life and I want to have my mind blown more. I want to see and learn and grow. And I, I, it just made me think like, why am I holding off? I've been wanting to apply to survivor forever and ever and ever. I've always thought about it. Every time I have a little bit of time in my life, I'm like, Oh yeah, someday I'm going to do that. Someday I'm going to do that. I mean, I've literally, I've, my son is 20 years old and I've been watching it with him since he came along and I've always wanted to do it. So I just was like, all right, you know, like a lot of the things in my life, you know, adopting a child, navigating what she comes with, being a stepmom, being a divorced mom, a second marriage. I feel like in a lot of ways, like my whole life has been about surviving and thriving. Like I mentioned in the beginning, there's a part of me that feels like, okay, really your baby is just about to turn five years old. Can you imagine leaving her for 30 days? Um, your, your kids at home need you and they do like I, I'm a vital part of the home. I'm what keeps it clean and, and keeps people doing their chores and keeps people getting hugs. And, but at the same time, I, I don't think getting older means giving up every single part of you. And I think going out and chasing my dreams and fucking going for it. And I don't mean just in Survivor, but I mean in life. Like, I want to be that version of myself that's like, yeah, let's go for it. Not like I'm a risky person, so let's go jump out of an airplane. I mean, like, I'm the type of person that take risks and is vulnerable and is willing and is going to go out there and try new shit and meet new people and see like, what's the next, you know, 25 years of my life going to look like, like, who am I going to be? So, oh, I'm scared. Cause I guess kind of honestly, like I'm not scared to make the video. I made the video. I'm going to edit it a little and I'm going to send it off. I'm kind of scared that they'll call me. Like if they call me, then I've got to go. And you know, there's a lot of stuff. Like I was, I'm not athletic. I was always picked last for the team and I never have like played on a team sport and I know I'll suck in public and I know I'll cry cause I'm a big crier and I know I'll be emotional and I know I'll probably overshare. So like, what if I really did get on? That's kind of like scarier than anything. So anyway, that's where I'm at in the process. I wanted to share and catch you guys up cause you know, I love to share and catch you guys up. And I'm hoping that this episode is finding you really enjoying your new year. I hope that this will inspire 
whatever you are considering just going for or that thing that you're like, you know what, I'm going to take drum lessons or I've been meaning to take that crochet class, whatever that is, I hope that inspires you because this is really like a big leap for me and I know I'll take plenty of criticism for it, um, but I just feel like this is my one life and I want to be the kind of version of myself that my kids will go to my funeral and be like, my mom went for it. Did you know X, Y, Z about my mom? Did you know this and that about my mom? That's who I want to be. So thank you for listening today. I hope you're enjoying 2022. Thank you so much for listening to my show. Did you know that word of mouth is the best way for a podcast to spread? I would love for you to tell someone if there was any part of this conversation that resonated with you. And don't forget, if you ever want to reach out, I'm on Instagram at ms.dianapiquet. Bye, friend. Thank you.